Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. A lot of ground to cover, as always, on the fastest 60 minutes in radio. So buckle your seatbelts, settle in. Uh, let us know what you're thinking, as always, on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500. Want to know what's on your mind today, as always. And also, always remember, if you miss a segment of the program, you can go back and listen to the podcast. We had a great segment yesterday uh, with Reverend Teresa Deer, my friend from Chicago, and just had some uh, remarkable insight, uh, fascinating story on these moments we have that test us to show some restraint, to show some kindness. And sometimes we pass that test and sometimes we don't. So you can go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, you can always catch everything if you download the KSL News Radio app, sponsored by Any Hour Services. Always a great way to stay in touch and up to speed on everything that matters. And as we go through the day today, we've got uh, a couple of things I want to make sure that we cover. Uh, as always in this first segment, we want to connect the dots, we want to separate the rage from the reason. We want to make sure that you can make the news make sense in your world. So we'll break down a couple of things in uh, segment number one today. Segment two, we're going to talk about uh, Person of the Year, uh, been named by Time Magazine. But we're going to look at it slightly different. Uh, we're going to look at that in terms of historic contents, uh, context. So we'll look at some of the past winners of Person of the Year. Uh, but I also want to get to this idea of influence. What is it that uh, allows someone to be an influence and in particular, what does it take to have sustained influence? Uh, interesting looking at the list. A lot of times you have people who are sort of one-hit wonders that become very dominant or very vocal for a, a brief season. They may have a, a moment, a moment of fame, a, a moment in the sun. Uh, but can you transform a moment into a sustainable movement? To me, that's always been the test of great leaders in whatever field it may be. So we'll break that down uh, during the 1120 segment. We'll have Herb Scribner will join us today, uh, all things trending and culture. Uh, and we're going to talk about something interesting today. We're going to talk about this concept of anticipation and realization. Sometimes in our world, the anticipation is greater then the realization, we see that in movies, we see that on uh, trips and a host of other things. And so we're going to break that down with Herb. What are some of the things that have happened recently where maybe the anticipation was greater than the realization? And what are those things where it, it flips, where the realization becomes greater than the anticipation? So don't miss that at 1135 today. Uh, and then the final segment today, we're uh, at 1150. Set your clock for this one. We're going to talk about what we should really expect from our leaders, uh, leaders in business, leaders in politics, leaders in our community, leaders in our homes and ourselves as leaders. What should we actually expect 
What does it take? So we'll put that into the context of all today's news as obviously things continue to roll on in Washington, D.C. Currently on the Senate side of the House, we haven't been talking a lot about the Senate lately. Uh, All the focus has been on the House. But today, right now, uh, happening live in the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, we've got uh, the Department of Justice is going through their reports. Uh, Mr. Horowitz uh, submitted the report. So basically, this report is the investigation of the investigation. So a little complex there. Uh, But they actually went through and said, what what went right? What went wrong? What could have been done better? Were there problems in uh, inherent in the way that that investigation and the Mueller report came about? How does that all play? Uh, were the laws followed? Did the FBI do their job properly? Did they do it without political bias or political targeting? And uh, what is that process? So that'll be interesting to see how that continues uh, to roll on through the day in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Now, for Utah, uh, Senior Senator Mike Lee is on that committee, so he will have an opportunity to question Mr. Horowitz today about how that, uh, how the report came about, what the report concluded, uh, which seems to be on the top line. There's a little something for everyone in this report. Uh, on the top line, they said that there, there was not ill intent uh, as far as how the, the process went about, but then there was just scathing rebukes in terms of how the FBI actually did its job at multiple points along the way. Uh, And so that's going to be interesting. There will be fodder for both Democrats and Republicans to play on uh, as this hearing continues on. Uh, If anything uh, really fascinating happens there in the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, we will keep our eye on that and keep you up to date on that as we go through the day today. All right, I want to take a few minutes here in this first segment. Uh, It's time to do a little update in terms of the 2020 race. Uh, Obviously, that's going to be really fast and furious. We're We're less than 60 days away from the first votes in the Iowa caucuses, and many are trying to gain some momentum there. Uh, An important thing for you to keep in mind as you watch the national polls, the national polls really don't matter. Uh, I saw this morning as I was doing my roundup of the news, and it was very interesting, whether it was on MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, they were all touting the national numbers that Joe Biden continues to have a, a strong lead nationally. But the thing that you have to remember in a presidential primary, it's not a national race. It is a state-by-state gathering of delegates, winning delegates in statewide races. And right now in Iowa, Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, has a very strong uh, lead there and has been gaining a lot of momentum in Iowa. And if he came out of Iowa as the winner, that would sort of change the uh, the conversation in terms of, of where that goes, uh, what he would be able to parlay into New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, and on towards Super Tuesday. And so it's important to, to just kind of discount that a little bit. But this is, the, this is the time and season where a lot of the uh, politicians start to make the big promises. Uh, they're going to fix everything, solve everything, and we've seen a little bit of that happening on some of these debate stages where we're, you know, promising uh, everything for everybody for free, uh, which sounds nice on a debate stage, but doesn't quite cut it uh, when you actually get to governing. And so that's going to be a, a challenge and a test. I think we're actually going to save that for next segment. Uh, uh, Conan O'Brien had a little bit of fun <laughs> not too long ago on some of these promises that are being made. Uh, of course, the important thing is promises kept actually becomes the thing that that matters in these elections. But uh, each of the each of the candidates are starting to make their claims. 
Uh, Pete Buttigieg is starting to get uh, attacked a little bit because of his uh, consulting at McKinsey. Uh, he actually released an extraordinary move. McKinsey just does not do this. McKinsey released the clients that he worked with as a consultant while he was there at McKinsey. So it'll be interesting to see how his opponents on the Democratic side play that out. Uh, he clearly has some uh, some smarts in his campaign and, and uh, is a great navigator of a lot of those things. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets attacked by his client list. Uh, and if he, in turn, spins around and asks Elizabeth Warren to share her client list for all of the, I think we're over $2 million in fees she raked in from uh, doing legal work. Uh, while she was a professor as well. So anyway, lots of fascinating things to behold. But I want to stick with us. We're going to have a little bit of fun here in, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to share Conan O'Brien's look at all the promises made uh, and what might yet be promised in the 2020 presidential campaign. Stay with us. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio.